Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. friends and welcome to the happy hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host Jamie and I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Every week I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Hey guys, I want to thank one of our sponsors today and that is Spice Islands. Whether you're looking for flavor adventure or simply better tasting meals, fill your pantry with Spice Islands because by sun drying many of their spices and de-stemming their chili peppers by hand, Spice Islands uses a craft approach to capture the volatile oil which gives flavor to every spice. And whether it be Saigon cinnamon, dillweed, bay leaves, garlic powder, cumin, or turmeric, they maintain a strict standard for each item to ensure consistency, quality, and flavor. Visit SpiceIslands.com slash happy hour for more spice facts and delicious recipes. And pick up Spice Island spices in the premium spice section of your local retailers. Okay, friends, you are listening to episode number 159. And today my guest is Amanda Jones. You might remember if you've been around the happy hour for a long time. Amanda was a guest back, it seems forever ago now, on episode number 66. In fact, she only had two kids at the time. Well, she was pregnant with her third one. And now she's back again. Her mom, Beth Moore, has also been a guest on number 108. So if you're new to the show, go back and catch up on those episodes as well. You're going to love them both. Guys, here in Texas, we're still talking about Hurricane Harvey. And so I wanted to bring Amanda on today to talk about what it's been like since the storm, how her church, which is Bayou City Fellowship, that her husband is a pastor of, how her church was prepared in the craziest ways that only God can do and prepare for, and how you and I can still help. We also touch on depression and anxiety and how we both believe that we need to treat those of us that are currently or have in the past needed medical help to deal with depression or anxiety, how we need to treat those situations. You're gonna love our conversation and it was so fun to catch up with Amanda and now she's on a trip with her mama and her sister, which sounds like a dream. You guys, I'm a fan of Instagram. If you wanna share anything about the show, come find me over there. It's at Jamie Ivy. Every Wednesday, I put up a picture of the guest so you can leave a comment there on what you loved about this show. All right, guys, I want to also remind you about something super fun around here, which is I'm launching a book in January. Yes, I know that is forever away. Let me tell you, I feel like I started working on this book when I was nine, but right now we are filling up a launch team and a launch team is just people who are going to come alongside me and say, Hey, we believe in the book and we want to help you launch it to the world. And I would seriously love to have you. It's super easy to join. Head on over to ifyouonlyknew.net and all the instructions are there. That closes on Friday. So give it just a few more days. Guys, thanks a bunch. We're going to have so much fun on the launch team, I promise. All right, friends, here is my conversation with Amanda Jones. Hey, Amanda, welcome to the happy hour. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing great. It's your second time on the happy hour. Yeah. You were on episode number one. No, not one. There's no one in front of your thing. You were episode number 66. That's right. I thought it was 66. And today you were episode number 159. So almost a hundred episodes later. 
You've been working really hard. I've been working really hard. And you've had a lot happen in 100 episodes as well. I mean, that's basically, oh my gosh, that's like 100 weeks. I think it was, I don't remember the exact date, but I feel like it was exactly two years ago. You were pregnant. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I was getting ready to have a baby. Yes. And she was born October 19th of 2015. Uh, And then I think it aired around Christmas time. Something like that. And I remember, this is what I remember the most, not the most about the whole interview, but one thing I remember is that you wouldn't tell us her name. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Because y'all, so tell us now. I mean, you could go back and read it, but. Yeah. Um, Her name is Willa Rose Jones. She's so cute. She's pretty cute. She's a lot of fun. And she's about to be two, so she's just as naughty as she is cute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you you started all over again. I mean, because how old is um, your next one? Third, fourth grade? um, Annabeth is, yeah, in third grade this year. And Jackson, my oldest, started sixth grade just on Monday. So it's kind of funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I want to talk about Willa Rosen because if you go back and listen to when you were on earlier, which I hope people do, we talk a lot about you guys walking through domestic adoption and the loss that you guys endured through that process. And then that kind of led you to, hey, let's try and have another baby. And I just yes. saw a picture you posted up the other day about how that was like this journey that y'all went through and how thankful you are that God led you to this yes. and your baby girl that he knew you needed yeah. all along. Okay, so you guys just started school. I think I told you before, we've been in school like a month and I also have two sixth grade boys. How is sixth grade going for Jackson? Um, he's giving it an eight out of 10 rating. So, so that's pretty high. I think I think that's pretty high. I wonder where the, the two off are. What, what is it for him? (laughs) Like, why is it not a 10? I think just his personality, like he's not going to give me the satisfaction of a 10 out of 10 unless we're at like an amusement park or an arcade. (laughs) I mean, it is school. Let's just like keep it real. Yeah. And they haven't started homework yet. So that number might fall a little bit like next week. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. When I was telling my boys the other night, when I look back on my school years, I don't know what year it is for you, but sixth grade was my hardest year ever. Oh. We moved in sixth grade. So I started a brand I started a brand new school and both my kids have done, I mean, all of my kids have done that now. And I, yeah. it was just the hardest time for me because I went from a small town where, you know, everybody, you grew up, you've been in the school with the same people all, all along. And then I moved to, you know, a suburb of Houston and like yeah. I felt like as many people were at my school that were in my, my old little town and it was hard. And so I, when my kids were starting middle school, I was a little apprehensive for them, but so far everyone at the Ivy house is doing well. I'm, I'm really glad. And since you went through that, like, you know how to support yes. them and what questions to ask yes. and things. What was, this is random. What was your hardest year of school? You know, I have pretty fond memories of middle school because I played sports and I just enjoyed those uh, team um, experiences so much. But uh, my senior year of high school, I was just living in a way that was opposite of what I had been taught my whole life. So that was my hardest year. It's just my worst year that like I wish I could go back, back and re- you feel like that was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure you were having fun yeah, in the midst I of it. Know. I mean, or what you uh, thought. Well, you know, I think what you thought was fun. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I think I was pretty miserable, honestly. That's, good. That's what Jesus does for us. Yeah, you know, like we're, <laughs> I'm glad I, I was know miserable. it's good. We don't. We want to be miserable. I mean, sin is. We always say sin is fun. Why wouldn't we do it? But at the end of the day, when the Holy Spirit's in you, it's not really going to be fun. It's going to be miserable. Right. Okay, back to right. school now. I know you, you were on episode 66, and I love and adore you. And your mom's been on, and I just have a lot of respect for you and your husband and all you guys are doing. But what I really, really, really want 
to talk to you about a lot today is what everyone in the world has watched. Well, I don't know everyone in the world, probably not everyone in the world, everyone in the United States, definitely everyone in Texas yeah. has been watching, correct me if I'm wrong, the greatest natural disaster to hit American soil. Am I right about that? That's what they were saying. That's what saying. they said. So Hurricane Harvey came through, what day was it? Um, it made landfall on maybe a okay. Friday. Which um, would have been like... And it came to Houston, like we started getting the effects of it for real on a that Saturday. That would have been the 26th of August. Yes, because I yes. was out of town so trying that, to get home. Yes, which good right. luck with that to everyone who I was know. gone at that time. My mom was in Massachusetts and got stuck. Well, we knew that she wouldn't be able to get home easily, so she packed for extra days. And she finally got home by going through Nashville and then Dallas. And then a couple of days in, you know, I saw on Facebook that a team of pastors from the Village uh -huh. Church they were coming down with their big trucks and their boats. And I just got really bold. And I was like, hey, can my mom hit <laughs> you ride like, with you? My mom home? needs to come home. <laughs> my mom needs to get home. And um, it was not going to be easy for her to get home. But I just thought, and, and who else would she be safer with than a bunch of pastors with big yes. trucks and boats? She was able to get home a few days <sighs> later. But um, I saw that. I saw her yeah, trying to get so, home. Yeah. So Hurricane Harvey comes in. Yeah. Everyone, I feel like, was embracing for the worst. I mean, we're here in Austin, and so our yeah. damage was nothing here. There's places closer to Houston where there was um, significant damage as well. And I was flying home, and I made it home safely and everything, and then everything hit. And then kind of the aftermath was it was awful. And I'm going to let you tell us kind of how it went down because it kind of had these weird stages. So tell us what it looked yeah. like for you guys, like on that Saturday and then that Sunday. Yeah, we, and I'll tell you, everyone in Houston lost track of time. And the only reason I know what day it is is because school finally started. <laughs> so I, I might get the For timeline sure. messed up a little bit, but you know, they started telling us about the storm. I think the Tuesday before it hit, we knew that it was coming. And so that day, like everyone went to the store and bought all the bread and all the water. Mm -hmm that's when it start, started to get a little strange in Houston. But then it took a long time for it to come. And it, it came ashore around um, Port Aransas mm -hmm. and Rockport. And then we were in Houston on the northeast side of the storm, which is what they call the dirty side. Why, wait, and, the storm or uh, that's what they call your part of town? No, that's what they call the northeast part uh, of okay. the storm. I was like, I've never heard that term before. Okay, yeah, got it. Right. So that's where you can expect a lot of wind and okay. rain and like tornadoes and all that nasty stuff. So Curtis was actually running around town with my kids, um, not Willa. Willa and I were home on Saturday, but he was running around with them. They tried to go to a movie, but the theater was closed. And so he took them to this arcade. And, you know, my husband is from Missouri and he's grown up with tornadoes his whole life. So he, and he's just not a scared person ever. So he didn't, you know, he was like, oh, this is nothing, nothing's happening. Well, it was, it hadn't started yet here. But then right after they left, one of the first rain bands hit and it got crazy. So my part of town had like four or five tornadoes that afternoon and evening, and it was so scary. So Willa and I were hiding in our closet under the stairs for like at least an hour, and I had my computer open, and um, she was watching Elmo videos on YouTube, and I'm texting Curtis like, uh, stay where you are. Don't try to come home because there's a tornado here. And a few minutes later, okay, now there's a tornado here, and it, it was wild. Wow. It really was. 
And the kids are just, are they so, just having the time of their life at the arcade? I mean, yeah. Yeah, they didn't know what was going on. That's funny. Um, That's funny. So when they finally did get home, and I was very, very frazzled um, when they walked in the door, but I was very glad that, you know, all three of them were coming in and were safe. After that, it was just the craziest, heaviest rain I've ever seen in my life. And just huge gusts of wind and like everyone's phone was blowing up with tornado warnings mm-hmm. constantly. So what it does is it spawns little little tornadoes that pop up really fast. And that just, you know, they're probably not the kind that would totally destroy right. a home, but they do have damage. And then another rain band came and like merged with that first one. And then the rain just sat over Houston for like days. So all of our bayous, which Houston is called the Bayou City, and all of our bayous were just inundated. Our creeks went crazy and there was just water everywhere all over the city. And it was just flooding that has never been seen before here. And uh, we actually got 50 inches of rain, which that's is un- just crazy. Astronomical. Yeah. I think I heard somewhere. Yeah, I think oh, I go ahead. You're probably going to say the same thing I was going to say. Did you hear that it was one trillion gallons no, of water? No, I didn't, but that's crazy. I heard that it was that the Hurricane um, Harvey dropped more rain than Ike and then two others, Katrina and then one other that I can't remember combined. Wow. Crazy. So the hurricane comes in through uh, Port Arthur and those um, um, Port Aransas down there and it kind of moves its way up the coast to you guys and then just sits. Yes. And so rain, rain, rain. And so did Houston sustain damage like down a little bit more south on the Gulf, like around Port Aransas and Port Arthur, how they were kind of just kind of demolished with the winds? Yeah, I think Rockport and Port Aransas got a tremendous amount of damage from the winds, which, you know, Houston really didn't, we didn't have the crazy wind damage. I think we had worse wind damage when we had Hurricane Ike. But this yeah. had the most rain. Okay, so the rain is totally. just pouring and pouring and pouring. And all everyone that I know in Houston, finally, they said, oh, my gosh, we saw the sun. I mean, it was like the biggest deal in the world, yes. I'm sure. Yeah. But then what I didn't know was going to happen and what you might know if you saw the news, but then they had to release pressure in the, in the levees, which I still don't 100% understand that. But is that where there was even more flooding on top of flooding that happened? Yes. Yeah, so after the rain was pretty much gone, they had to, you know, maybe it was still raining a little bit. Like I, I can't even remember now, but we have these huge dams called the Addicts Dam and the Barker Dam. And they were built like decades ago. They have these big reservoirs and they hold uh, lots of water, but they have to release the water into the Buffalo Bayou. And if they didn't release it at this rate, then the dams were in danger of, you know, failing. Yeah. And then that would have been catastrophic So they had to, they knew that this was going to happen, but they had to let the water out at a certain rate. And they knew that certain neighborhoods were just going to be flooded. So they had to evacuate people. Um, But it was heartbreaking because like the flooding should have been over almost by this Mm -hmm. point. And so these homes had been dry so far and then the water came in or maybe some of them had been dry so far. But like, yeah, like the water's still there. So these people still have water in their homes and they haven't even been able to clean up yet. So you're telling me one, two, three weeks ago. So maybe by the time this airs, it's been maybe three and a half, four weeks since they let, maybe it's been three weeks since they kind of did that. No, one, two, yeah, three weeks. Yeah. They still have water in their homes. Yes. I mean, and you know, I mean, I guess just some of them are going to have to be bulldozed yeah. because what does that do to a home after that much time? I can't time? from that. I can't even no. imagine it. So hurricane 
enough damage as it is. And then they have to release this or else it could be catastrophic like we saw in the news. And so right. then I guess uh -huh. these people had a better warning as you got to get out. Are some yeah. of these people where this happened, is this close to you guys? Um, it is on the, so we're in the West. Uh, my family lives in the, the Northwest part okay. of town. And the, so this happened in like the Western okay, part okay, of town. I see, I see. So uh, we're kind of north of it, but it, I would consider it part of it, at least in my community, sort of. Golly. I mean, it is just crazy to hear stories and everyone watched on the news. And, you know, I mean, and then we just had another hurricane come through Florida. And I the know. hardest part, I feel like, and I would, I'm glad that you're coming on to talk about this. The hardest part, and this is just, this is how life works, is that the next thing happens. The next catastrophe, yeah. the next news thing, the next media, the next President Trump, whatever, something happens. And yeah. then we just kind of move on. And so I know that it's hard for the people in Houston because they're like, we can't move on, you know? And <laughs> and I, yes. you probably had situations like this. I relate it to, I remember when we were adopting our kids and we would go to Haiti and then we would come home and I'd be like, wait, everyone is still doing life? Wait, my kids are in a third world country, you know? And I just couldn't yeah. understand how people moved on because it was my story. And so I feel like, I wonder if yeah. that's how it feels in Houston of just like, we're still in the midst of it, you know? And it will be easy for yeah. us who aren't there to forget yeah. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, 
get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Oh, okay, so my husband Aaron was just there last weekend, and he said it's like worse than you can imagine. Oh, man. Well, I'm so thankful that he came down to just see what was going on. And um, I'm thankful for him and um, other pastors that you guys have there at Austin Stone just for your care and concern Uh, for our city and our neighborhoods. Well, it's been it's it's been really special to partner with you guys. Now, I want to hear from you guys as a ministry standpoint, because I want you to tell me this because Aaron has told me a little bit and I want to hear it from you guys. So you guys bought a building like a what do you have, like a storage thing? What, do you, what, am, I, what am I talking about? <laughs> well, we have uh, two campuses at Bayou City Fellowship. So one is in an area of town called Spring Branch, and the other one is in Cyprus. And they actually both have warehouses, believe it or not. So I don't know if Aaron got to see both campuses, but it's just so crazy and just so amazing of the Lord that he provided us these warehouses because we were able to right away start collecting the items that we needed for um, cleanup and demo. I mean, that I just got chills because that is so crazy. I mean, what were y'all using these warehouses yeah. for? Um, one of them at Cyprus, uh, we have like a, a thing called the Moses closet and we store um, things in there for foster okay. families. Like whenever they get a uh-huh. placement, they can come and, and get stuff that's been donated. Um, and then just other random stuff. I'm not, I don't, I've actually never even walked into that one. And then in Spring Branch, we had just bought this warehouse to convert into our sanctuary. So we, we had had one, like a prayer and worship service in there and we had it in the summer and it was so hot. <laughs> we were all sweating, but we just praised God and we had the best night um, just praying and worshiping and people got Sharpie markers and they wrote all over the walls and it's like, you know, metal walls at this point. So um, we just had no idea that God was going to use that warehouse before we ever started doing anything to it. So the pictures that were taken of our um, of our warehouse with all the supplies in it, you can see everyone's writing on the walls where it says Jesus really big all over the place. Jeez. So it's really, really cool. I don't know why that made me cry, Amanda. I'm like teared up because it's Aww. so... It's just so just God's providence for giving you guys these uh, warehouses for a need that you didn't know that you would need. And, you know, and I know that they've been used for good and now they were used for amazing good. And so your church kind of stepped into action really quickly. What did that look like for you guys to put things in action there? I mean, I'm sure that you're looking around and you're like, the need is so great. So it can feel kind of overwhelming, I would imagine. What did you guys decide pretty quickly is here's what we're going to do at Bayou City Fellowship? Well, I will say that I just want to start off saying that God had ordained for us to help during this hurricane, and he provided for all of our staff. None of our homes were damaged at all, and neither campus was damaged. And to me, that's just miraculous, and it just says to me that God had a purpose for us to help with relief. So because of that, our team was able to start while the hurricane was still going. They made changes to the website. They put a form up there for people who were in need uh, that needed help. So all of our Spring Branch staff, they once the waters, you know, once they could get to the church, to the warehouse, they set up shop in there for a week. There's no air conditioning and it's it's still blazing hot here. And they were just at a table with a big fan and working um, on social media and email, just trying to coordinate. People needed to be taken out of their homes and boats. So families that had boats, 
a bunch of the guys got together and they went and rescued people from their homes. And uh, then as soon as houses were able to be entered into, they started doing the demo and cleanup, which is a really big job and it's very physical. Mm -hmm. So they were able to start that right away. And it was, it was truly the grace of God that we were able to um, be positioned already. But I'll also say my husband has, um, for our church just turned six years old on September 11th. And for six years, he's been casting this vision that our church is about Jesus and that uh, we want Jesus for the people of the city and we're here to, you know, serve mm-hmm. our city. And so that vision had been so mm-hmm. like beaten yeah. into us that our, our people were ready by God's grace. Like they were ready to go. So it was just incredible. In the first six days, we had like between 1,500 and 2,000 volunteers. From your like church bodies. Wow. From your church body and like, you know, our friends and neighbors, um, some guys that I went to high school with that I never see, like uh, they drove in from Austin or just different parts of town to help with our um, with our efforts. So it was it was extremely moving to see how we were able to be a part of it. And it, it felt like a supernatural time. We could just feel the Lord so close to us. And he did just did so many miracles, big and small. So it was really something. And and it just takes, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking from like a logistical standpoint, you're dealing with massive tragedy to a lot of people, not just like one family in your church lost their home, um, but communities, whole neighborhoods, losing homes. And then just the logistical side to step up and be like, here's how we're going to serve and what we're going to do. And you guys immediately started collecting supplies. And our church here, Aaron is friends with Robbie C and I'm, I have no idea. I'm guessing yeah. that's how this connection was made. I have no idea though. I could be. And yes. so immediately it was really, really amazing to see our church kind of feel like, okay, we're going to kind of hold hands with this church and partner with them and see how we can serve. Yes. And it's been cool. One of my favorite things is like every Thursday we get an email, whatever campus that we go to. We, I got an email this week and they give, they gave us four specific things to bring on Sunday. Like, I love that because they're like, here are the four specific things that we need. And then they don't, they wait until next Thursday and they'll be like, here's the other, here's what we need this week. And so it's cool because it keeps in our our mind as well here in Austin, because again, you guys are in Houston, you know, it could be kind of out of our, out of our reach. Okay, friends, I know that you're loving this conversation with Amanda, but I want to thank our sponsors who make the happy hour possible to bring it to you every week. Our first sponsor is Lola Tampons. Did you guys know, let me just play a little trivia here. Did you know that the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their tampons? So most of them don't. In fact, major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their tampons, including rayon and polyester. Their tampons may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. But I want to tell you about Lola tampons. Lola tampons are 100% cotton with BPA-free plastic applicators. Lola also makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of light, regular, supers, your number of boxes, frequency of delivery, all of those things. And you know why? Because us women, you know who knows our body best? We do. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. They'll email you two days before your box or boxes ship, so there's no surprises or gimmicks. And here's what I love, guys. It's founded by women for women. Now they're offering pads and liners as well as non-applicator tampons for those that are looking for a more environmentally friendly option. 
This has been great for me because I love anything that's delivered to my house and I can personalize it. I can see how many I need now, how many I need then. It just meets every need that I have. They're 100% cotton. The BPA-free leaves me worry-free about what I'm putting in my body. So guys, right now there is a special offer for you listeners at a happy hour. This is amazing. Are you ready? For 60% off your first order, visit mylola.com and enter happy hour when you subscribe. That's my, M-Y, Lola, L-O-L-A, dot com. Use the promo code happy hour. Okay, guys, I also want to thank our second sponsor, and that is HelloFresh. Right now, if you go to HelloFresh.com, you can use the promo code JamieIvy30 to save $30 off your first week of deliveries when you subscribe. Now, the craziest, best thing about HelloFresh is they like to kind of think of themselves as a farm-to-box company, which means they basically want everyone to have access to fresh ingredients that inspire great meals. It's also like the couch-to-kitchen company because how many of you hate it? 5 p.m. rolls around and you're like, I don't know what to do for dinner. Well, HelloFresh makes that even better because they send you exactly what you need in the box. Currently, they have a classic box, a veggie box, and a family box. And you can order three, four, or five different meals per week designed for either two to four people. And they have new recipes every single week. HelloFresh is the mail kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so that you can focus on the whole experience and not just the final plate. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks short on time. And I tell you what, guys, I love doing this with my kids. My kids can help because it has great instructions and it's things that they can do as well. They source the freshest ingredients that are measured to the exact quantities needed so there's no food waste. They employ two full-time registered dietitians on staff who review every recipe to ensure that it's nutritionally balanced. That food comes straight to your doorstop in a recyclable insulated box for free. Guys, it's less than $10 a meal. I love HelloFresh. I love it all the time. I love it especially in our busy lives with football and all the things going on that we have in our family. It is so nice to know that I can put a meal on the table for my kids that has fresh ingredients. It's easy for me to follow the recipe and my kids are going to love it. So for right now, get $30 off your first week, guys. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use the promo code JamieIvy30. Get $30 off your first week of deliveries when you subscribe. All right, here is the rest of my conversation with Amanda. Okay, so looking around at this with your church body and stuff, what are some just, I mean, you've talked a lot about just how amazing it's been, the, like, the, like the provision and the grace that God's given you guys, but can yeah. you have any like specific stories of ways that you've seen families getting served through your church or, I mean, just anything really, like what have been some amazing things that you've seen happen through your church body? Oh man, I am so hoping that we'll be able to have everyone write down their stories and just like put them all together and have a record of everything that God has done. So I'll give you an example. We um, have some really wonderful neighbors. We just have moved into our house like last Uh spring. So we've been getting to know a sweet family that lives down the street from us in our church. And she had the mom, Tiffany, had a baby on the Tuesday before the storm. So she had a newborn. And um, as soon as the um, rain stopped, you know, she sent her husband Ben out and he was out every day helping in people's houses. And, you know, she has a newborn and three other kids at home to entertain. And I have to tell you that our school district was the last district that was going to start. And we were already like, okay, summer yes, season. Yes. And then it was another two weeks before we got to start. So I just looked around at all these amazing moms who were like, 
they were worn down already by the time this hit. And now they're sending their husbands out every day to do manual labor in the homes. And we actually had a ton of women who went out yeah, and helped with that yeah. too. But uh, those of us who had little ones at home, we had to help in other ways. So a lot of the ladies like would go and get people's laundry and um, you have to wash it like three times to get it to where it won't be ruined. Ah. And so that's like a pretty big job. So they were doing that. A lot of the ladies helped to make food to help the workers and also uh, to hand out food to people who, you know, they don't have a working Uh kitchen right now. And it was hard to get food for a while. Um, It was hard to get the things that you wanted. Like uh, it was just hard to get normal bread for a few Ah. days. So it was really cool to see the whole body of Christ, like every body part was needed. Every spiritual gift was needed. People with counseling gifts, they Mm. needed to help the people who were traumatized, which is basically everyone, some more than others at that point. And then people with like super administrative gifts, like they were so needed to help plan for all these things. Like, yeah, because y'all are are feeding people as well. I mean, y'all had a kitchen and you're, are you feeding just workers or were you also feeding people who don't have kitchens? Yeah, both. both. Yeah. So Austin Stone, um, thank you, God. You guys sent your um, food Mm -hmm. truck. What do you guys call that? Is, was this a, a, like a big cooker thing? Yeah, Matt yes. Kirk came down with it. Came for yeah. like five yes. days or maybe more uh-huh. and just made massive amounts of food. And um, a lady in our church named Natalie McGeehee, she was like trained up through tailgating at AM to like serve big quantities of food to people. And so she went in our kitchen, which our, our Cypress campus has an industrial kitchen because it used to be a conference center. So she like got that thing in working order whenever we bought it. So we were able to, you know, in conjunction with uh, the, the cooker, get all those meals done. And it was it was so cool to get to do that. It was just really neat. I just can't even like think, oh, you just happen to have this place that has a working like a industrial <laughs> kitchen. You know what I mean? It's just all the things. Oh, and gets better because we have hotel rooms on our campus and so we have been able to house some people who lost their homes. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. All of it. Um, I know. Some of the guys that I know that went down, some of them serve on what we call here the the story team at Austin Stone. And yes. they, have you seen the little video they did? Yes, I did. It made me cry. It made me cry too. And I just said little video. That's not what I mean. I mean, it's amazing. Um, but it's so good. And she said, do these people, are they part of your church? Yes, Amy is a musician at Cypress. Okay, so Jason and Amy Norris, we had this video and they, I mean, just, I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes because you, you need to go watch it. But she just said, like one of the quotes was, when people from the church showed up and took that burden, God gave me peace. And she talked mm. about people were in her home that she didn't even know, just like working yeah. and pulling out all of the sheetrock because you have to get it all out or mold sets in. Yeah. And then, you know, he said in the video, which I thought was just like, it was so like, it just made it normal. He was like, I just wanted to get my lawnmower working, you know, like he just Mm. wanted that to happen. And then just strangers were just helping him. And I feel like that we don't see this a lot. And I know that you're passionate about this as well, about just like the church stepping up and being the church and ministering to people. And you guys have seen this firsthand for the past three weeks. And I, I just, I I imagine that it's beautiful. It is. It is. And it's multiplied whatever we've been able to do. Think of every church doing their part. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, It's all over the region. It's amazing. Mm, mm. Okay. I think Aaron said he went to a house, maybe downtown. I think he went with Billy downtown to look at an area. Okay. And I mean, the thing that we have to remember too is, man, some of these people have flood insurance. A lot of these people have zero flood insurance. 
Yeah, I looked at something online right before we talked and I saw that like Houston, like 15% of Houstonians have flood insurance, which is not much. Not much at all. And especially if you think about even in areas who are lower income, yeah, not yeah. only do we not have flood insurance probably, but you lose everything. It's, there's just, there's, there might not be a fund yeah. to start over. You know, there might not be a fund right. to, to, to revamp a whole entire house and you have children with you and all, all those kind of things. And then something right. that you mentioned during the storm when this was happening on your Instagram, which I thought was something I hadn't even thought about very interesting was like, what about the people who need medicine or they're on dialysis and how yeah. hard, how, what does that look like for a whole community when they can't get out and now get their medicine? I know. I can't imagine. I really can't imagine the people, you know, we have MD Anderson, uh, which yes. is a, a hospital for cancer patients. And like that hospital had to shut down. I don't, I don't know what they did, but, um, did they really, I just can't. Yeah. I think that, um, I'm sure they kept some people uh -huh, inside, yeah. but like, I just can't imagine people who were needing life-saving treatments and they were not able to get to town for them. And, and dialysis, that's such a constant thing. Like the, just the amount of, of physical suffering must have been so great. For so many different people for just needs, things yeah. that you just take for granted almost. Yes. That it's going to be there. Uh, okay. Yeah. I want you to tell us what does it look like now for all of us that are listening? I would say most of my audience is definitely in the United States and what does it look like to continue to help and serve you guys? And again, you mentioned it already. There are churches all over Houston that are doing this. And so I want to just let everyone know that there are a lot of people who are doing this. And my church yes. and your church just happen to have a connection and it's my show. So I can talk whoever I want to talk to, right? <laughs> uh, but what does it look like if someone's thinking, man, how do I serve the community of Houston? And how do I jump in and walk alongside Bayou City Fellowship? Is there something for all of us to do? Yes. So our number one need right now is we need people to come here and help us clean and demo houses because we had to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome because the first week, you know, most people weren't working. And so we all got to help each other. And then, you know, people had to go back to work and people went back to school. It was so awesome whenever, you know, school hadn't started yet. We had all these teenagers mm -hmm. and like, you know, the volleyball team of Sci Falls and their basketball team went out and did homes. And I just think that's so incredible. So the Lord provided a workforce that perhaps wasn't expected that week. But now everybody's back to work or, or most people are. And so we do need people to come and just help do the physical work. So you guys are still demoing houses every single day. I mean, I guess um, if yes. you said people still have water in their homes. Yeah. So those homes, nobody can no, even work yeah. there yet. But yeah, I would say most of the homes, they have either been demoed and cleaned or they can be done at any point. Okay. So how it's easy because you can go on your webpage, can't you? And there's a like a form you fill out yes. and everything. Okay. Tell us how to do that. Yeah. So our website is bayoucityrelief.com or you can go to bayoucityfellowship.com and there's a link to it. And on the bayoucityrelief.com, you, um, you can request help or you can volunteer. I'm going to ask a silly question. You guys need money? Um, we could always use money for this. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I mean, yeah, if someone is like, yes. hey, I live in North Dakota, but I would yeah. like to donate. Do you guys have specific funds for the relief? Yes, we okay. do. Okay, yeah, because that's always like that's always an option. Yeah, I think Aaron and my boys are going to try to come down and serve as well. Awesome. I know, and Aaron even said, "I'll take you out of school," and they're like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we'll serve Jesus to get out of school." Um, awesome. Okay, so coming and serving, donating money, which I'm sure is always welcome as well. But that's yeah. good to know that people can just come from anywhere in Texas, yes. and you can come from wherever. Your airports are back open, aren't they? Yes. I saw a picture. You can tell me if this is true or not. This could not have been true. 
Okay. It was a picture. It said it was Hobby Airport, which is Jell's airport in the south part of Houston. Yes. There were like airplanes all there and they were all underwater. Please tell me that oh. wasn't true. Surely they got airplanes <laughs> out of there. I I don't know about that. I haven't heard anything about planes being underwater. See, that's but what I, someone sent it to me, and I was I like, know. I think this has been, like, doctored up. It might have been fake news. Fake news, people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say that that wasn't happening. But, okay, well, I'm going to put the link up for anybody that wants to come serve. Thank you so much. Yeah, and donate, and I'm sure that you can use all kinds of giftings, and everything's there on the webpage. We'll put that up, and also put up the link to that film that I told you that the Austin Stone story team put together because it really just puts you a glimpse into a family's life that is walking through this right now. So much. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to, I want to go here. Let's, we'll come back to Hurricane Harvey okay. in a minute, but I want to come here and kind of dive in a little bit more personal. We mentioned it while ago with you talking about your medicine that you were thankful yes. in your Instagram photo. You said you were thankful that you had it. And yeah. I was thankful that you had your medicine as well and that you could, you know, <laughs> that you could do that. But I was also thankful yes. because I love it when women are willing to talk about things that sometimes people don't want to talk about. You were saying you're thankful because you could actually go get your meds. And I was uh -huh. thankful that you were talking about having meds. And so <laughs> how has it been for you? Do you feel as though this is like taboo or do you feel when you put something out there for people, like people are like, oh, Wow. Amanda, what is, you know, I, I really want to make it less taboo. Thank you. Yes. So in, in order to do that, there have to be people who are willing to be honest about their struggles and be open about it. And so I just believe in that. I don't know. I guess I believe in that for everything as well. Yes, <laughs> yes totally. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I, um, I realized, let's see, whenever we were going through the grief of all that adoption mm -hmm. loss that I talked about on the last show, I, I realized like now I have gone from grief into some real depression. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go, I went to see a psychiatrist mm -hmm. and got a prescription. And that night actually I found out I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so ironic. So I didn't take the medicine until after the baby was about six weeks old. And then I knew that I still did need it. It has been a blessing for me. Um, I struggle with uh, anxiety as well, and I have since I was a little girl. You know, and you, you have to take it every day. And if you just decide to stop taking it, there's like some real um, yes. consequences. Yes. It makes you feel crazier Crazy. than yes, ever. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really difficult thing to come off, and especially suddenly. So I was real aware of that when, um, you know, we were in hurricane mode yeah. still in my bottle was getting empty and I took a picture. I only had three left and I could literally walk to a pharmacy uh -huh. from my house. So I thought, yeah, I'm not in danger, but I am thinking of other people, people that I love mm -hmm. even, um, who, if they get off their medicine regimen, like it's not good. It's, not good. it's really yeah. not good. Yeah. So it, I was just burdened for them. And well, it turned out, you know, I took my last one a few days later and was like, okay, uh, my pharmacy didn't have what I needed, even though I had ordered it, they hadn't got their shipment. And I was having some significant anxiety during the storm. Oh my like, gosh, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, when you, when you have anxiety, your thoughts can be centered on Jesus and you could be thinking nothing scary or anxious, but your body mm -hmm. is still yeah. manifesting mm -hmm. it. So my heart would just start racing. And so that morning I, my heart was just racing trying as I was trying to figure out how to get this, the medicine that I needed. So 
Um, they found me a CVS that had it and I was scared that I was going to have to drive through water to get to mm-hmm. it. But luckily, you know, we made it without any trouble over there, but it, I just, um, had a lot of compassion in my heart for all of us who were dealing with that and, um, and people who had things more serious than I did. So, yeah. And just, you know, that it's, everything is not for certain what's going to happen in the next hour or the next day. And so it can be quite scary as well. I remember, Amanda, this is a story about something about like that. When I, when my kids came home from Haiti and so I went from like two to four in three months and life was crazy and we had like, they had dealt with trauma and then we're coming into our home. I mean, it was like my world flipped upside down, right? And so I remember that about, well, I was on vacation. I was on, not vacation. I had gone out of town with one of my kids and I pulled over with three out of my four kids, two of them brand new to me. And I pulled over on the side of the road and I thought I'm about to have, I thought I was having a heart attack. Like I thought I'm about to have a heart attack. And what I didn't know is I was experiencing anxiety and kind of like a anxiety attack for the first time ever in my life. And so these circumstances has kind of brought this into my world. And I'm like, what's happening to me? I didn't know what's going on. And I was really, really struggling. And I'll say, I didn't really know how to talk about that out loud. I mean, that was gosh, almost eight years ago. And I remember going to my sweet husband was just like, let's go talk to the doctor. You know, like this isn't your, this is not, something's not right, you know? And I went and talked to my doctor and I was like, listen, I I need help. I I need you to help me or I feel like I'm going to go crazy. Like, I really feel like I'm going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really like sweet thing for me because he like, our doctor's a believer and he prayed for me. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you this prescription. And I remember after I got that prescription, I I hate this looking back. There was a part of me that felt like I kind of failed a little bit. Like I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember having to work through that. And I did by the grace of God work through that. And I am like, no, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But I don't know where that came from. And I don't know if you ever struggled with that when you first started saying like, hey, I think I need a little extra help here. Yes, for sure. I definitely had to battle that. And I hate that too. And I thought, you know, I failed my children, but then I had to like, no, the truth is my children don't care if they have a mother that has to get help. Mm -hmm. They just want their mother and they want their mother to be as healthy as possible. Mm -hmm. Like I'm the one with the hang up. My kids wouldn't care. I think that when they're adults, they'll be glad that I did what it took to be the kind of mom that I needed to be for them. And I can't be without the help that I'm getting right That's now. That's so true. And I, my like, my just hope is for us as women that, you know, I'm always like cheering on women. Let's be for each other. Let's build each other up, not yeah. build, not tear each other down. And, and this is one way that I think that we can do that. And I think, I feel like in my world, it's gotten a little bit easier and better, but I know there's probably still women who would have that first inkling of thought of like, oh, well, if she needs that, then there, she's not praying enough or she's yeah. not in the word enough or yeah. she's not, I don't know, whatever. She must have sin in her life. And I just, I want us to fight that so much. And so thanks for sharing. Thanks for being willing to talk about that. And I'll say, you know, you should, the Lord should be who you're talking to first about these things. Um, And you, you should be in the word and prayer and you should be having your people at church pray for you. Um, And then you should also talk to a doctor. Um, It's all the things, all the things. Yeah. Medis- taking a medicine, a prescription is not, um, you know, it's definitely something that has to be considered fully. It's not a flippant thing. There's definitely negative, you know, aspects to it. And, and that's, that's real too. Um, but for me, the, um, the benefits outweigh the negatives. 
So I just kind of want to give a little disclaimer that like, it's not like you're going to the grocery store to get Skittles right. and you eat a Skittle every day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a serious thing. So serious. I don't, I don't think it's for everyone. I just want people who need help to get help and not worry about a stigma mm-hmm. that shouldn't that be there. shouldn't be there. That's right. Okay, Amanda, you also told me that your mom had some kind of dream, but I don't know about it, but tell me what happened. Yeah, so we think it was about nine months ago. My mom in the morning couldn't wait to tell me about this dream that she had, and she was really just worked up about it. And she had dreamed that Curtis and I were at a place uh, with a really, really horrible storm. And she was worried about me in the dream because I've had storm fears since I was a little girl. And she was saying to herself, oh no, she's going to be so afraid. And um, the storm came and then she saw me and Curtis handing out water to people and just talking to people calmly. And we were standing in front of a big building that people lived in with the windows blown out. Mm -hmm. And so she just knew from that dream that it had been from the Lord. And she said, um, Amanda, you are not afraid. And you, she was just encouraging me through that dream that I wasn't afraid. Well, it made me afraid. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> this? this dream. Yeah, because I was like, oh, wow. What, what the heck does this mean? Did she and, tell you this nine months ago when she had it? Yeah. So she calls you the next morning and tells you about, okay, yes. okay, got it. Yeah, it was very impactful to her. So, you know, we talked about it a few times. And I think that she was not sure if she should tell me about it or not because, because she knew that Because of the storm it, fear, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I thought about it every now and then. And we actually were in Florida this summer when they had a tropical storm. So I was wondering like, oh, is this it, you know? Uh-huh. But I guess a couple um, days into the storm, I realized, um, oh, this is the dream that mom had. Mm. And my mom also, you know, she was stuck in uh, Massachusetts Mm -hmm. away from us. She also realized this is it. And so what that meant for me and my mom is that um, my mom knew that I wasn't scared. And I knew from the dream that God was going to equip Curtis and I to help people in the storm. Mm. So it was really beautiful that God did that. Yeah. And would you say, I mean, like the dream and all the things and the storm and everything, did you feel peaceful or scared or did you just feel like, did you feel like you normally would have thought you would have felt or did you feel different? I was shockingly peaceful for myself. Uh Uh, Even on tornado day, (laughs) I was uh, really peaceful and my heart was really strong and I never cried. And that's abnormal. Like you would have normally, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could feel the strength in my heart. And I was even like, God, what is wrong with me? Um, but I, I just had to receive that as strength from him. The Everything required a lot of our staff. They worked so hard, so hard. And God gave me the strength to, to be able to bear up under that. Mm. Um, so, and to be honest with you, because of the anxiety that I deal with, like the attention that our church was getting for what was going on and p- different people who were well-known tweeting to us and raising money for us, that that gave me a lot of anxiety. Um, Why? I was so thankful for it. I just think the attention uh-huh. and just the, the fear that like, what if we don't do a good job? Yeah. Like what if we fail? I, mm-hmm. I hate to say that that's in me, but um, yeah, just, no. uh, just fear. Uh-huh. Um, but I could think back to that dream that God gave my mom, that God had ordained this. And nine months ago, he said that this would happen and that we would be able to help people. And so I just had this like, you know, supernatural confidence that he he was calling us to this and he was equipping us to do it. And just everything, I mean, from from everything you've told me and 
just the bits and pieces Aaron have told me, I, I still just cannot get over the fact that you guys have two warehouses, hotel yeah. rooms, and an industrial kitchen, and you have all this space to hold all this stuff. I mean, that is just, that blows my mind. And that is totally God just setting up the way for your church and your people yeah. uh, to minister to the community around them. And that's, it's beautiful. Yeah, he's so good. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. So beautiful. Okay. I love that story. Um, okay. Flipping topics once again, you are about to go on a big trip with your sister and your mom. This is like yes. girls trip extravaganza. Yeah. Um, right. Do you, I, I know the answer to this, but you love being with your mom and sister, don't you? Yes, I do. They're my best friends. That I think that is so beautiful. And I, I heard your, your mom say, I don't know where it was, maybe at the lit conference or something that she truly was like, my daughters are my best friends. Um, And I want you to know that what you guys have is really, really special. And a lot of people don't get to enjoy that. And so do you travel together a lot? What's this girl's extravaganza? Like, is this like normal, exciting? (laughs) What's going on? You know, I bet once a year we, um, we do something, um, but not to the degree that we're doing this one. This is kind of a once in a lifetime thing. And my mom turned 60 in June and this is what she wanted to do. Aww. So yeah, we're going for, um, 11 days and it, it's no work for her. So the last really big trip we did was to Australia and that was for the Hillsong color conference. And, um, so that was a work trip. It was really fun, but that was a work trip and this has absolutely no work. So we're totally excited. I love that so much. And I know I used to travel like when Aaron would go to cool places. I don't know if you feel like this sometimes with your mom, but when Aaron would go to cool places, I'd be like, can I please go with you? Um, And it's fun, (laughs) but it's way more fun when you're going to a cool place and there's no work involved. So I know that's going to be a really, really great thing. Well, Amanda, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for talking with us about what you guys are doing. Thanks for reminding us of the hope that we see in the body of Christ in moments like this. And it's just, it's been really, really beautiful for us to watch kind of from afar, but I mean, we're pretty close, but just to see like the hands and feet of Jesus, it's been really, really cool. And I know that it's been even better for you close up as you are. 
Yeah, well, thank you for your care and concern. And I want to thank um, your listeners for praying earnestly for us during our um, catastrophe. The Lord was answering prayers right and left. And I'm just really grateful for the people who interceded for us. Mm. Well, we were, and um, it's it's we're going to continue. That's the thing is what I want people to hear as well is that the work is it's it's weeks and months and years from being done. And so you guys yeah. are going to continue this work. We know. And so we'll, we'll continue to be there with you. People, the Austin. Thank so, you, Jamie. okay. So my happy hour listeners, here's, here's what we're going to do is we are going to do something for people in Houston. Like I hate giving like this ultimatum, but if you're listening, you have the capacity to do something. That's what I always say. If you have an iPhone that you're listening on, then you have some money that you can give. And if you, you know, whatever, so if you can serve, man, let's sign up and go serve. And if you can send money, let's send money. Uh, whatever it takes that we can do, let's just go ahead and stand beside you guys and do that. So Amanda, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. All right, guys, I told you that you would love Amanda again if you've heard her already. Now we all know how we can help, how we can do something. Also, I just love, love, love it when women are real with other women. And that happened today on the show. Guys, if you want to know how you can help, go to jamieivy.com and all the links are going to be there for you to give and or serve with BioCity Fellowship. Now, before you tell me this, I want you to know, I understand and know that there are lots of options for serving in Houston and giving to Houston. We also know that there are tons of other areas that were devastated completely along the coast. We have been thinking and praying along with all of those cities as well. So if you have a reputable place to give and serve, please do that. We want you all to be doing something. If not, then now I brought you a place to do that today. Guys, today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music is from Jason Poe. Next week, my guest is Oshita Moore and we have some real talk about raising kids and what it was like when she went through Hurricane Katrina. Two hurricane shows back to back. We also have so much more to chat about. Guys, you're gonna love her and you're gonna love our conversation. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. And I will see you all back here next Wednesday with Oshida. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 